Today is Thursday, May 16th in 2019, and in the past week, Philadelphia went 5-5 five and five with the Sixers going 1-1, one and one, the Phillies going 3-3, three and three, the Union winning their game, and the Seoul losing their one game. Always so much to talk about here, so let's get right into it. So sit back, enjoy the ride here on The Orange Line. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dr. PhD. Uh, Sorry for the mess here in the doctor's office. Things have been a little crazy in the past week, and as you could tell by the schedule, things have been crazy for Philadelphia in the sports world, at least. So, mm, let's, let's get right into it. Where we last left off was with the Philadelphia Phillies. Now... Things have been a little rocky at some points in this season, uh, and this week has been one of those times where it's just a whole lot of stuff that we do not really want to see. It's 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 been tough. Like I said, the Phillies went three and three this week, and well, there's 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 been better weeks. I'll say. Um, it's it's been real hard, and uh, you know losing losing two games to the Brewers is tough because I really wanted the team to come out and prove that they are one of you know those teams that can compete week in and week out. And well, I I, I guess we have more room to grow. I'm trying, you know, you know me. I'm trying to be. Um, optimistic about everything and uh the unfortunate thing is sometimes that just doesn't happen like that it's 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 been annoying just because I mean this is a team that we thought was going to be doing incredibly well going into the season especially with some of the uh signings that we had you know with Andrew McCutcheon uh, now being an insane leadoff hitter and then reorganizing the, uh, the order to possibly get, well, you know, some hitting going, some, some fun stuff going. And the, the problem is just, it, it, it hasn't really happened like that, I guess. It's, it's been real annoying and one of the big annoyances is the fact that Bryce Harper, what I, I don't know what to say other than our our star player, he's he's the guy that has the most stuff around him. He's sorry about the chair. Uh, he's he's a guy that he 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 should be producing more than he is already and the the fact that he's not is really annoying only because well he's he's a big hitter he's uh 
he's a guy that's supposed to be driving in runs, and he just hasn't been doing that. Michael Franco has been doing a lot better than that, and he's the guy that's hitting in the eight hole. Hmm. Well, anyway, uh, it's it's something that's making me kind of question this season. You know, it's it's I don't know. I don't I don't know what to think of it other than the fact that it's uh it's it's something that we just have to deal with. I don't know. I really I really do not know uh where where we where we go with this, you know? It it's it's always annoying to see when our teams just aren't producing as well as we know that they can. I mean, we we see it happen literally every year with all of our teams. Um but with with this team specifically, I mean, we're we're putting a lot of money into Bryce Harper and the fact that he's just not doing the one thing that we want him to do is like like I said annoying it's 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 bothersome and the 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 recent losses just aren't good like I said we we wanted to go into the series uh with the Brewers kind of hoping to get at least a draw in the series and uh with the game earlier today being a loss as well, we we take a pretty fat L, um, and it it's annoying to me specifically because I know some people, and by people I mean person, who uh, who is a a Brewers fan, who uh, I know is probably very happy that he's able to beat the uh, Philadelphia Phillies, um. But yeah, the fact that uh, Bryce Harper is having a slow start is concerning, at the very least. And I, I, I don't know what he has to do to get back into shape, get back into form, but he has to do it ASAP. Um, and the, the one thing that I want to say is I think this could be... I don't want to I don't want to put the blame on us the fans but it could be our fault. It could be. Just think about this. Um we we always put pressure on some of our star players to over you know overdo some things, not overdo. That's the wrong phrasing. To exceed our own expectations and we always have lofty expectations of what these teams can do will do should do you know stuff um and us as fans we probably think it's you know typical to expect the best out of this team and you always want the best out of your team obviously but i think uh sometimes we we put not just extra pressure, but a lot of extra pressure on some of these star players. We we saw it happen um, just this past week with some of our basketball stars, which we'll get into. And we also saw it um, this week when it came to the, uh, I mean, not this week, uh, in, in recent years when it came to the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, and, and that was right when we 
had gotten rid of uh, Mike Richards as our captain. That's also when we got rid of uh, 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 Jeff Carter. Sorry, the name escaped me. But yeah, that's when we got rid of Mike Richards and Jeff Carter, shipped them over to uh, L.A., where they ended up doing a lot better than they did here. But that's besides the point. Um, we gave the seat to Claude Giroux, and he just, in my opinion, he hasn't been the same. He hasn't been that in- incredible player who has the ability to produce points almost at will, to control the play of the game. I I was looking through just a, a whole bunch of old clips of uh, Philadelphia Flyers stuff, and the one that came up was... Game 7 of the Boston Bruins uh, series where we ended up doing a reverse sweep. We lost three games, won three games in the most incredible Game 7 that there ever has been in NHL history. And you can quote me on that. Um, but yeah, that was the game in which we were down 3 to nothing, ended up coming back to win 4-3, to three, just like the series. But there's one shift in particular in the third period, I believe, where it seemed like the Flyers were kind of getting outworked. Uh, the Bruins pushed the puck back into their zone, and then Claude Giroux was just able to keep the, the puck on the boards um, and get a fresh change for everyone else on the team, and he's, he's able to put in 50, 60 seconds in just keeping the puck away from the Bruins, which is... It, it's insane watching it again. It was insane watching it back then. And it's something that I wish I could see more of from uh, from from our captain, I'll say. But in terms of that, there's not much other news happening with the Philadelphia Flyers. They keep on you know, doing player highlights and things of that nature. But realistically, mm, not much doing. I'll, I'll be honest about that. So as we keep moving, we can go on and see the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they've made a whole bunch of brand new signings. It's been uh, pretty hectic for them. They have signed, uh, who is it, Zach Brown. Um, uh, just a few days ago, there was Tim Jernigan. Hassan Ridgeway, um, a whole bunch of people. One of the uh, ones that I keep hearing a whole lot about is, uh, what's his name, Stefan Steven Wisniewski. He was an old Philadelphia Eagle. Coming back, he has that ability to uh, either be a guard or a center for the offensive line. And one of the one of the best things I think about it is the fact that this O-line is going to be great to protect Carson Wentz, who is... Always, I won't say always, but he he seems to be a controversial topic as of right now. People have opinions about him, just like uh, Donovan McNabb, who say if he doesn't produce anything in a while, then maybe we might have to look somewhere else for our quarterback. And then there are people who believe that he's just, you know, the bee's knees, that he's just so great. And whatever your opinion is, that's, you know, your opinion— but, uh, yeah, in terms of this offensive line, I think it's going to be good. And Carson Wentz has plenty of threats out there on the field. Uh, our running backs are always great. We have two of the best uh, 
tight ends, at least the best tight end pair in the league, and a whole bunch of different threats in terms of wide receivers. So I'm not worried about our offense. The thing I'm worried about is our defense. If we're putting points on the board, can we make sure that the other team is not putting points on the board? I don't know. It remains to be seen, but that's all I've got for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm hoping for the best, as always. Always hoping for the best. Moving along to the Philadelphia Wings. Once again, not much really doing. Uh, just, you know, lots of shouts. I uh, I saw something of uh, a, a behind-the-scenes kind of sneak peek of uh, there's a video crew hanging out in a parking lot with Wingston. So if you're a fan of the Wings, as you should be if you're watching or listening to this podcast, um, be on the lookout for a little bit of uh, Wingston action. One of our many incredible mascots here in Philadelphia. We're we're kind of blessed, if I'm going to be honest, to cut away from talking about sports for a second. Our mascots, well, I guess they're kind of the same thing. Our mascots are fantastic. Um, there's only one that I think is weird. Like, a lot of mascots are weird. Some of them are creepy, but... I'm not the biggest fan of this one, but for the most part, Philadelphia has just been blessed with great mascots, especially the two best um, in the world currently. And, I mean, one of them is the best of all time, being the Philadelphia Fanatic. But we already talked about the Phillies. We already talked about Wingston and the Wings, so we keep moving what do we keep moving on to? Well, it's going to be the Fusion. The Fusion are not playing this week. They didn't play uh, last week either. And I'll be honest, I'm a little upset about it. But I hope this break is good where they can get some practice in, maybe uh, look at a few different comps uh, other than goats. I know that's something that they're uh, very invested in is the no goats meta. Mm, And during this break... We are looking to see if there is going to be maybe a patch, maybe uh, something new added to the game just to shake things up. But we are hoping, hoping, hoping that the meta can finally change and we can get a brand new style of play from the rest of the teams. Because I'm tired of goats. The Union, I mean the Fusion, sorry, are uh, tired of goats. And, well... There's a lot of other things to look forward to. Like this week, one of the big things is the All-Star Game. Uh, I said that that is going to be happening or starting today, but it actually started last night. There were a few events that uh, took place, one of them being the Widowmaker 1v1, um, which was very fun. It's always great to see great Widowmaker play. I always say this. I always say I love top-tier play, and last night was top-tier play, especially in Widowmaker. I was hoping for Carpe to tear through everyone. Unfortunately, I believe he got booted in the semifinals, so that sucks. But we do have the official All-Star game tonight. Uh, The Atlantic Division is hoping to tie... Right now, they're down 2-1 to one in terms of events, or 3-1, to one, I believe. Let's take a look at the scoreboard real quick as we do. 
Um, as you can see, there were three, four events last night. The Atlantic Division is down three to one. So we're not going to be able to walk away from the All-Star break with a win for the conference division. I don't know. The Atlantic side of things isn't going to be able to walk away with a win. But we can get a spiritual win, a good win, uh, in the official All-Star game powered by Intel. And I'm always excited. I'm always excited for Overwatch. I keep saying that. I will continue to say it. It's one of the just most exciting spectator sports out there. How can you not love it? But as we continue to roll forward, let's take a moment to talk about that one team that I thought does not have the best mascot. That's the Soul. Even though I love Soul Man, he didn't really bring much to the table on Saturday. Saturday, the Soul lost to who do we lose to? A bunch of jobbers. Uh, I'm I'm absolutely kidding. We lost to a fairly decent team. As I take a look, it was the Albany Empire. I already forgot it because I I wanted to get past this game. I wanted to move into this week, but I do have to talk about it. We took an L from Albany, who was the at the time the only other undefeated team and now they are the singular undefeated team in the AFL and it was really a shootout that's what I saw a lot of people saying on Twitter that uh it was just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown and unfortunately uh Albany was just able to get out ahead of us uh early on so that way when we started wheeling and dealing getting some passes going getting the offense flowing we just weren't really able to get ahead of them. A few missed uh, point-after kicks did not help our cause either. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this game. It was it was fun. It's always fun going to Philadelphia Soul games. But uh, it, was, it was just tough to watch only because I don't want to see... I mean, I love seeing back and forth, but I don't want to see a back and forth in which we lose, and I don't want to see a back and forth in which one side of the coin isn't really relevant. Because our offense was really rolling for a bit. We were able to kind of keep pace with the touchdowns. The problem is that it seemed like Albany's wide receivers were just able to get behind us at all times. They always seemed open. They always seemed like a catch was kind of free. And... uh they were kind of able to control the pace of the play with that. I mean, uh, the the tempo seemed very quick, and Albany was just able to start their drive fairly close, and then you know, long pass, almost you know, either a touchdown or a, a, a long reception, so first down and move the chains. So it it just it wasn't as great as I wanted it to be. Aaron Ashawa, I mean not. Ashawa. Aaron Washa uh, did very well, but uh, not as well as our boy Lonnie Outlaw, uh, who reminded me that the Soul have one of the coolest lineup names. I mean, in, in terms of like Money Reynolds, 
Aaron Washa, which I think is a really cool name, and Lonnie Outlaw. And what I said is if we're having a shootout, you need an outlaw because he's going to get the job done, and he absolutely did. I believe he had 190-some receiving yards and three touchdowns. He was insane. He played great, and I can't really fault him for the loss. I the, the only part of the team that I can really fault is the defense. They, they got to play tighter. They got to make sure that uh, their arms are up when uh, a ball's coming in because it seemed like sometimes they weren't aware of the pass. They weren't aware of where the ball was going, and they weren't able to get their hands in the way or even trying to make a reception of their own. So that was the soul. It wasn't that great. We still have other sports to talk about, though. So why don't we talk about one that uh, hurts a little bit more? This is the 76ers, guys. The season's over. We had a good run. Game 7 was rough. I was right in my prediction. I said that we were going to win the game on Thursday, move into Sunday, and uh, play a very close game on Sunday. The problem is, uh, well, it seemed like a coin flip at who was going to win. We uh, we guessed tails, and it landed on heads. A quadruple bounce, a, car- a quadruple doink is what we go out on. And it's... It's it's not the way you want to end a season. Of course it's not. It's not the way you want to end a season in the regular season, in the first round, second round, third round, or even the championship. It's It was a heartbreaker. And no one, no one in the city was more heartbroken than Joel Embiid. It hurt me. It, it physically hurt me. It physically hurt so many of you out there to see this grown man, this giant man break down into tears he put his heart and his soul into those games into those games those rounds and just was only able to come up just short two points he was able to contest the ball that Kyrie shot not Kyrie Kawhi there's so many syllables in that name but he was able to contest the shot but not able to get enough on it to deflect it or drive it off course. So uh, he did his best. And that's all we can really ask for from our players. I know a lot of people are disappointed. A lot of people think that Ben Simmons should have played blah, 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 and Joel, blue, blue, blue. I'm happy with this team. Another 51 season is in the books. And moving forward, I think we can do very, very good things. I think this team um, can absolutely be a contender next year, uh, especially with this experience for both Ben and Joel, getting them more used to the playoff atmosphere. This heartbreaking experience is something that's going to you know, carry him into future seasons and make him into a fuller all-star. That is both what everyone else said, Joel said, Brett Brown said, who I am welcoming back. That's going to be my hot take of the week, that uh, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be great. 
to see him coaching this team. I'll say it. I'll say it. The players like him. The fans, not so much. But I I can't really argue with two back-to-back 50-win seasons. Going to the playoffs, losing in a heartbreaker. There are things that I want more from him. But that's why I want him back for another season. Because I think he can do it. I think this team can do it. You just got to have faith, man. You just got to have just a little bit of faith. But that's just me. That's just what I think. So, I mean, I would love to know what your opinions are. To know what you think. But for right now, we have one final sport to get to. And that, my friends... It's going to be soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. It is going to be the Philadelphia Union uh, repping them right now because they are, without a doubt, the best team within Philadelphia. I mean, the best team that's still playing, obviously, but they are the beast in the East. Number one in the Eastern Conference. God, just like when the Flyers were on a roll, it was incredible to see a whole bunch of wins coming from them and it's incredible to see a whole bunch of wins coming from this team especially because this is one of those teams that hasn't done much I'll admit since their inception into the league they just haven't had the same kind of impact I guess they haven't played with this fire they are playing like a monster they are playing like they want that championship and that's exactly how I want them to play it is great to have championship caliber soccer in Philadelphia for once and hopefully this is just an idea of what's to come hopefully we can be the Liverpool of the United States hold on I I want to be the Manchester City of the United States as much as I love Liverpool Personally, in the EPL, I like Liverpool, but we want that championship. We want to be great, and we want to carry all of this momentum to the glorious, glorious end that is a championship. I mean, who doesn't want that? But as we look to last week on Saturday, we were able to take down Toronto FC 2-1. to Absolutely fantastic to see just because well we remain at the top or should i say we remained at the top as i'm looking at the standings now i was unaware of what dc united was up to this is a little bit of a plot twist dc united is one point ahead of us how could this happen how could this be well i mean they they Played a whole other game besides this. But, once again, I made a prediction. I I was right. I said we were going to even up our record away. And that's exactly what we did right there. 2-2 two, two, and 2. How, 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 how can I do this? How can I continue to do this? I am making predictions, ladies and gentlemen. I am proving to be the Nostradamus of podcasts. I'm insane. I'd, I'm tooting my own horn here. The real insane person, people, 
is the Philadelphia Union. We do plan on claiming that top spot from D.C. United as we go further ahead. I'm realizing right now that throughout this entire podcast, I've not mentioned the schedule for any of these teams that are coming up. So let's take a look at some of them now. This week on Saturday, the 18th, we are playing Seattle, the Sounders, at home, where we have been incredible. I believe our record is 5-1-0. and oh. Yep, absolutely, 5-1-0. and oh. So there's a good chance that we can just play out of our minds again. The Beast in the East will remain, and that's exactly what we love to see. But... Taking a look at the Souls schedule, they also have a game on Saturday. It's going to be against the Washington Valor, I believe, last year's AFL Championship winning team. So we we have to prove that we are going to be the championship winning team this year. This last loss to the Albany Empire means nothing because we are going to continue to succeed Aaron Washa is going to run down the field. Dan Radball is going to do what he does best and score some gosh dang touchdowns. I already talked about Overwatch saying that the All-Star game is tonight, so I really hope that you uh, are able to get a view for that. Maybe, maybe if you're listening to this later, go back. Take a look at it. Like I said, this is the tippy top of play. And they're going to be having fun because it's the All-Star game. And that's what you love to see. Sixers, they're not going to be playing, which is a little upsetting. I kind of just hurt my own feelings by saying that. I hurt my feelings, and I really hope that I didn't hurt Joel Embiid's feelings. Um, we did have one game today for the Phillies. That is going to be against the Brewers where uh, we already took an L, so not a good start to the week. But now we have a three-game series against the Rockies, and then we start up a four-game series at Chicago facing the Cubs. Um, And here's my take on the Cubs. I'm really upset that they were able to win a, uh, a, a, a World Series. I didn't want it. I didn't want it. I thought it was funny. I'll be honest. I was a I was a bit cynical. I thought it was funny that they couldn't win one. Go two hundred years. That would have been great. Two hundred years. If I could live that long and see two hundred years of them failing, that would make me feel better about all the times that our teams have disappointed us. Anyway, I'm looking forward to a great week this week. Here are the Doctor PhD picks of the week obviously it is going to be the soul who are going to take away that win from seattle their team that uh is just cruising right now i'm talking about the union uh the second dr phd pick of the week is um i think i think i have a feeling it's gonna be it's it's coming from right in here right in the heart I have a feeling that Bryce Harper is going to start hitting a little bit more. I'm going to call two, no, I'm going to call three home runs from Bryce Harper this week. Three home runs this week from Bryce Harper. And that's exactly what we want him to do. And the fourth pick that I'm going to pick this week, I don't know. 
I don't really know. I've done music. I've done video games. I've even done Overwatch for uh, what happened in the grand finals of stage two. So here's my pick of the week. Here is something that is has been on my mind. Let's figure out what hat Dr. PhD is going to get this week. Yeah, it's probably the worst pick that I've had uh, on the podcast. But yes, we are going to see what hat Dr. PhD is going to get this week. Let's hope it's something good. Stay tuned for next week to see what hat I'm going to get. As far as everything else, I hope things are well. I hope things are good. It's almost dinner time for me, so I'm going to grub down and... uh, I'll see you next week. Enjoy everything, and I'll see you next time on The Orange Line.